Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're so much more than our physical appearance. So if we can really start, that's part of the redefining. If we can really start kind of encompassing all of our beauty, because our beauty comes from within a lot, most of it. Our physical appearance is just a little part of our part of our beauty. Hello, hello. Welcome to 30 and a Bit. My name is Pete, and each episode I try to solve one of the questions you run into after hitting the big 3-0 together with an expert. Today's question is, how can I improve my own and my daughter's self-esteem and confidence around body image? Today's expert is Bridget Burrick-Brown. Bridget is a certified holistic nutritionist and personal trainer and runs her own company called Beyond Beauty Project that focuses on inspiring confidence and acceptance surrounding beauty, body image, and mental health. She was also a professional model for 25 years. Bridget is 45 years old, has a daughter, is married, and lives in New York City. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I'm so excited. My very first question to every expert always is, how were your 30s? My 30s were kind of crazy. That was a very like pivotal time for me. Um, I had a lot of ups and then I had a lot of like really, really lows. So to give you guys a little bit of the story, I met my husband who is definitely the love of my life when I was 30, 31. And then we started planning our wedding. Um, and during that time, my mom went into end stage multiple sclerosis. I grew up with her having multiple sclerosis. And then my brother got diagnosed with brain cancer. So my wedding was wild. Like we read our vows in my mom's like hospital room, like or hospice room the night before. And my brother was at our wedding, like just have, he had just had emergency brain surgery. Um, and then they both passed away. I got, so I had these highs, like I got married and it was like one of the most beautiful nights. Um, and then we got married. We got pregnant right away on accident, um, which is a great um, accident because I have an eight and a half year old now. But um, right after, or right when I was pregnant, my dad passed away. So it was just like, and then I went into these series of miscarriages right after I had Scarlett. And my final one was at five and a half months, I lost twins. So it was this kind of like beautiful, tragic decade, I would say. Um, That's not always typical. But at the same time, I learned, you know, I had gotten to the the point after I lost the twins that I was like, really feeling low, you know, and I had to tell like my husband and my 
best friends, like, I don't, uh, like, I don't want to be here. And like, I'm like having a really hard time getting through this stuff. And it was this moment of like, okay, I'm going to live. I have a daughter who needs me. And like, what do I want my life to look like? Like, who do, who do I want to be? How do I want to feel like, um, so it's like this, like, beautiful time even though it's like a really can be a sad story and you can see I'm like I get like a little emotional about it but um it like led me to where I am now and I I'm thankful for that so oh man that's they sound crazy so many highlights but also so much grief yeah there was a lot of grief you know I kind of lost my body and I had been a model for 25 years and I was really used to being able to control it. And so there was, it was just, I just felt like I lost everything. It was almost like I had like this, not a clean slate because it wasn't clean. I was a mess, you know, but I had this like a little bit of a blank slate to say like, well, what do you want to do? Like, well, what are you going to do? And that's when you started your business. Yeah. And that's when I started the Beyond Beauty Project. That's really good. That's a beautiful thing that came out of that then. Yeah, it really is. Thank you. So you mentioned you were a model for over two decades. I did modeling for uh, nine years as well. So I know exactly what the industry is like and how it works. So I am really fascinated to hear what inspired you from coming from a business that is so focused on looks and not at all on the inside what made you choose to focus on the inside um, with your current business? Being in the modeling world for as long as I have been, I learned that I really saw they, they spend so much time focusing on our exterior, external appearance that we, you can kind of get like sucked into it. And I know I did when I was younger. It's like I really started learning if I wanted to feel my best and have my best like live my best self and have the confidence I wanted. I had to work on more than what I looked like. Um, And I think being constantly around these like beautiful people, it really showed me that like you can, you can have a moment where you're like, Oh wow. Like you're kind of taken by their beauty or their appearance, but they're really beautiful by what they say, who they are, their essence, like what comes from within. Um, So, and I think going through all the stuff I went through, I really then learned, it was like almost like anchored it in that if you don't have your mental health, you don't have anything really, you know, you don't, you can't, you can't ever feel beautiful or feel confident or, Um, if you don't have that and then you need your physical health and you need, you know, I just think you need to feel really good from all the, like the buckets that come into, come from inside, you know? So I always say like, beauty is how you feel. Was there a pivotal moment during your modeling where you decided you wanted to shift or was it something that gradually happened over the years? I think it was both. I think it was a gradual, like I always wanted to help girls and women with confidence. Um, And I think that when, so when I lost those twins at five and a half months, and then I went back to my agency, 
And I was like, okay, I'm ready. You know, like, and I wanted like one thing in my life to be normal. I'm like, I just need something to be like it was before like this whole disaster of like four years happened. One of the first things they said, and I know this is just how the industry is. I hope it starts expanding even more, but was that I needed to lose weight. And I just, I felt crushed. I was, you know, a grown woman and I got off the phone and I cried and I was like, and I had a little girl and I just said, you know what? I might not be somebody that everybody knows, but I have influence and I really have influence over this little girl. I'm not going to shrink myself. And I just thought like, this is so much bigger than me that these messages are constantly going out. And like, if I would have went back, shrunk myself, and then went back into these advertisements, I would have been sending that message out into the world. Yeah, I just, so I think it was both. It was sort of a slow build. And then there was this kind of maybe like a rock bottom moment, but I found a journal entry from 2006 and I do these dear body, like love letters. I do them a lot in my workshops and stuff. And I did a lot of them after I lost my twins. And uh, I had written one back then in 2006. And I said like, like, thank you for my lungs and thank you for my legs at work and And I wrote in there, like, thank you for my beauty. I promise to always use it for the greater good. I didn't know that. What the heck was I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is wild. 2006, almost 20 years ago, I was kind of saying what I'm doing now, you know? So I think it was a, it was a bunch of, it was, it was a lot of things. It was grew over the years. It was this moment. Um, I just always felt like we're so much more than our appearance. And we focus so much on that, especially in that industry. And then I had a little girl. I was like, I cannot have this happen to her. So was that the moment, the moment you hung up the phone and you cried? Was that the moment you realized you need to change in the way in the way that you think about your body and speak about your body for your girl and you started focusing on that more yeah yeah I just knew in that moment I was I just said gosh if I am going to heal myself my body that was still healing um and my mental health but we can focus on bodies for the moment it's like if I was going to heal my body I could not have anybody judging it And I knew, I know I was putting myself in that situation. You know, I was going to the modeling agency, so I don't want to blame them, you know, but I also was pretty small then. So it was also a little like, gosh, like why I'm a grown woman. Why can't I represent women that their bodies change and that's okay. Then I really had a lot of healing to do around my body So I learned a lot and then it made me super mindful about my daughter. I knew to never speak badly about myself in front of her, you know? So even if I was having like extreme moments of body dysmorphia or whatnot, I always did it behind closed doors with my therapist, like with my husband when she wasn't around. I'm so fascinated. I 100% want to talk about this daughter relationship. I don't have a daughter, but I have four nieces. One of them is a teenager. There are questions coming up and 100% diving into that. But first of all, I'd love to talk about 
us as women, as mothers, how can we heal that relationship with our body and how can we our best be our best self as you write on your website, mentally, physically, and spiritually? For me to be the best mom, I have to heal myself. So I think our journeys of healing is so personal. You know, like what what do you need to do to maybe make yourself feel better mentally, physically, spiritually? And I think to start that process, it's really getting in tune with yourself. I think we're so conditioned, especially as women, to be told like you need to look a certain way, you need to act a certain way, you know, be sexy, but don't be slutty. Like there's like the list goes on. And so it's really stopping and saying, how do I want to feel? How do I feel right now? And how can I feel better? And that will like take you on your road to healing, you know? So I think what you do is very personal. It could be like, for me, I had to I had to take, I had to sleep a lot. I was recovering, you know, mentally and physically. And um, I had to learn some like body image resilience, which is, you know, go out of the house, even if you're not feeling amazing. You know, um, as soon as I, I don't change my clothes a million times anymore, I won't do it. I won't let myself. If I'm doing any body checking, which rarely happens anymore, I get out of the mirror for a couple of days it's not important. You're probably hyper-focusing on something that has to do with your appearance to try to control something else that's going on. So I think kind of stepping away from it helps a lot. Um, but it's a journey for sure. It's, it's also being really honest with where you are, you know, like we mm -hmm. all have, I don't really think a lot of women don't have some sort of insecurity around their body or food even if they say they don't it's just i haven't found many and no, that's totally part agree. of <laughs> why i'm doing what i'm doing because i'm like we shouldn't have so much pressure to be more like we're enough just the way we are we really are and we're constantly chasing this perfectionism from the beauty ideal that causes insecurity so it's like we're trying to be better, 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 but really we're just causing insecurity, causing like this scarcity feeling inside of us. And um, so if we can get rid of that, if we can redefine that a little bit. It's such a journey. I'll say I was a teenager. I was 14 when I started modeling, which is such a such an important age and it actually mm -hmm. made me more comfortable more um more secure with myself because everyone kept telling me that i was beautiful and if a lot of people keep telling you that then oh, sure i'll yeah. start believing it so it made me very secure as a as a late teen and early person in the 20s but then even like i had a cry about my body last week and then the next day i was in a bikini dancing at a party and I'm like what is yeah. going on here and I did a, yeah. a half Ironman earlier this year and I trained for that in 13 weeks and I was so proud of my body that it was able to pull it off so like even within this year even in the last week I just go up and down up and down and to your point I think there's very few women and even potentially men that don't have these cycles and but so many people have ups and downs all the time yep yeah. And I think like how submerged you are in this, like, 
world of wanting to like manipulate and restrict and perfect yourself is, you know, could make it worse or less. Like I'm a little bit out of that world now. So I still have, we, I still have days where I'm like, Oh, you know, like I wish those jeans fit better or like, Oh my God, you know, and I get frustrated, but I, it's almost like going to the gym, gym and training some muscles. It's like rewiring the way you think about it. I have to remind myself and say, "Uh uh-uh, like we're not going there. We're not doing it. Well, and I guess faking it is some part of making your brain believe that it is, that you are changing that neural pathway, right? Like lying to yourself, being like, I am, or lying to yourself, I guess like saying I'm perfect. I look great. You'll start believing it at some point. Totally. Yep. Fake it till you make it. One of the things that um, erodes confidence that you write is social media. And I guess that has a lot to do with us constantly striving to be perfect because we see this perfect that we think this person that we think has a perfect life on social media and just beautiful. What do you think we should be mindful of when we're scrolling through social media? So I think if you scroll through your social media and you're happy, then you're good. But I think that social media a lot of times can leave us feeling insecure We can feel like we need to make something better or we're um, comparing ourselves, right? Like comparison is comparing is despairing. So I think if you're feeling that way, then it's like start to get really mindful about who you're following because we curate our feed, right? So like who's in your feed? Is it only people that look like you? Is it only people that you want to look like? Is that all you're following? You know, and try to expand your view. And that that way you can expand your view of beauty too. So like follow different bodies, follow different color skin, follow different races, follow different people that have different interests. It'll expand your world. And I promise you, it will expand your view of beauty and it will expand your view of yourself. Guarantee. Like I've done it and it really works because you're like, oh, they're really beautiful. And you're not constantly going like this and saying, oh, I should be better. Like, why are they so skinny? Why do they have six packs? You know, depends why you're following people too. Like, are you following people for like inspo? You know, I think it's really starting to curate a feed that doesn't have to do with what we look like. Listen, I love a good skincare. I love all that <laughs> stuff too. I work out. I take good care of myself, but it can't be the number one important thing in our lives. Or otherwise, we start obsessing about it and we try to be perfect, and perfect causes insecurity. Especially if it's the thing that, that's making us feel shit. I was listening to this podcast a couple months ago, and that person also said, You know, you can unfollow people, right? Or turn off their messages if you. If you notice that you're looking at someone's photos and you're like, man, that life looks perfect. They're gorgeous, making me feel insecure. There is that option to unfollow. I was like, whoa, I never actually really thought about that, <laughs> but it is. You can mute people too. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yes! So if you don't want to actually unfollow them, maybe they're in your life and it makes you feel uncomfortable to unfollow them, just mute them because it's so triggering and there's a lot of triggers because we go through social media really fast. Don't be giving yourself triggers every (laughs) two seconds. (laughs) That's not fun. I did that straight away after uh, listening to that podcast. I started like every time I would go through my feed, I would mute or unfollow people. And I actually think this might be a really good assignment for the listeners. Next time you're on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, really check how you're feeling when you're seeing someone's photo, how triggered you are and just unfollow or mute. Do it. It'll make you feel so much better. I'm all for that. And expand who you follow. Get out of your comfort box a little bit. Like get out of this little box, you know, and follow, you know, if, if you're really thin, follow some bigger bodies. You know, if you're only following white skinny people, there's a whole world out there that's gorgeous. (laughs) The world is awesome and so big and colorful and gorgeous. Great assignment for uh, for all the listeners. Let's get into how we should be talking to our daughters or nieces or like any small girl in your life, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain to us why it is so important that we speak to them in a certain way? Well, I think they're little sponges, you know? So what? especially if we're talking about how like our parents have talked to us or we're talking to our children. I know like I wanted my parents approval and their acceptance more than anybody in the world. So I'm not a parent expert by any means, but um, I know that I grew up with a mom who was really hard on her body and she was therefore really hard on my body. I don't think that she realized, I don't think, you know, she's not here for me to ask her, but like, I think it was definitely just came from her own wounds and her own, like not healing herself. She also had multiple sclerosis. And like, so I watched while her, she was very beautiful and she was tall. And then, you know, slowly her body stopped working and she gained weight. And, and then I saw her, how she talked really negatively about her body and before her body started you know, I would say like debilitated, getting debilitated, like that's my body, you know? So if you hear your mom say like, oh, like fat or I need to lose weight or I don't like this, but your child looks just like you, they're going to then look in the mirror and say, well, there must be something wrong with me. I just think they're sponges and they're, this world can be so hard and I'm trying to build this like foundation of confidence at home, you know, and I tell my daughter all the time, like, you're so beautiful because, and then I tell her all the awesome things that she is that comes from within. That's not just, she is beautiful physically. She is, but I'm just like, you're so beautiful. Like that was so kind what you just did. And you're just, you're so smart and you're thoughtful and you're sweet and you're just so beautiful. And I'll like really look at her and she'll be like, oh, thanks mom. You know, 
I think it's totally okay to think you look physically beauty, beautiful, you know, like I wish we all feel like that, but we do have to feel like we're beautiful in more ways than that. So I think focusing on that, but I just think, God, it's just, they're just so like precious. Like we should speak to them. Like they're the most precious thing in the whole wide world. You know, they are. They are. Yeah, they totally are. So you would suggest speaking like you're so beautiful because, and then mainly focus on what's great about them on the inside instead of you're so beautiful because you have blue eyes. I think it's totally okay to be like, your eyes are gorgeous, you know, but if they think being beautiful is the most important thing, there's a lot of households. My mine was one of them. Like my mom grew up thinking like a lot of her worthiness came from her beauty because she was very beautiful. And so like she got told that a lot. And that was one of the things that was super important about her. But in the ending, that wasn't, you know, she was really smart. She was hilarious. She was an amazing hairdresser. She was an amazing dancer. She was really funny and kind. So I tell my daughter she's beautiful all the time, but I don't just make it about physical appearance. I make it about everything that she's beautiful because I don't believe we're just our physical. I think we're so much more than our beauty. We're so much more than our physical appearance. So if we can really start, that's part of the redefining. If we can really start kind of encompassing all of our beauty, because our beauty comes from within a lot, most of it. Our physical appearance is just a little part of our, part of our beauty. You know, like even when you smile, that's beautiful. Like you can, that's why people are like, they see it in people's eyes, you know, like, oh, they were like radiating through their eyes. A really easy example is you can see maybe someone that's really physically beautiful and they're just a nasty person. They're not beautiful anymore. You know, they really no, it takes that away real from the quick. beauty. So I think it's okay to do both. I just think that we focus so much on like, oh, you got to look perfect. And like, I know a lot of people do that to their little girls. Like you have to wear a dress. You have to dress up. Like, you know, like, listen, I think there's some... I like every, like, I like my family to look nice too. And like, there's some self-respect in there and, you know, um, you feel, you might feel a little better if you put something on that you feel good in, but it should just be to make yourself feel better. Not because you're trying to, I guess, not impress people, but like portray this certain Life? Yeah, it can't be about that. It has to be more. And it should be for you. Like I mentioned, I have this teenaged uh, niece who is now like starting to ask me and my sister more about our bodies and how we eat and how we work out. And I'm just noticing that there is that little bit happening, which I find really scary coming mm. from kind of almost a similar mom to you. I don't want to sell her short, but um, a lot of things actually rang really true. Um, so I'm just kind of like, how can you kind of um, redirect those conversations? Mm, do you mean like if you've been sort of maybe hard on your daughter or yeah and or even also for moms that feel like they want to change now they're like oh actually I've 
maybe have been uh, portraying a lot on them that I don't think I should have. Um, but also, mm. like, when they come to you and they say that they feel a certain way, they don't feel beautiful or they don't feel strong or anything like that, something that's very much about the appearance, how can you change that conversation? Got it. Like, if your daughter comes to you, I think that the way we heal ourselves, we can sort of support them as well. Like ask them like, where, you know, where is this coming from and really getting them to stop making their appearance. Mm -hmm. Somehow they've probably made that the most important thing in their life too. Right. Um, so getting them to focus on the other things in their life and, Listen, I do think there's a part of, and this goes back to like, there is a physical appearance of us, right? So if your daughter's struggling with acne, like get her help, you know, go to the dermatologist. But if she's looks good and she's having really bad insecurities, it's not about her looks anymore. It's really coming from a mental health place. Um, so I think diving into that, I mean, I don't know how old your niece is, but like therapy is great and kind of getting, getting to the bottom of like why she's feeling bad. There's also like a lot of bullying that happens. And I think that's one of the reasons social media is so tricky too. I know there, I just heard about a girl, I think she's like 10 and maybe a little older, maybe like teen, like early teens and the boys at her school ranked all the girls and Oof. she wasn't very much at the top. And so I think, I think really talking to your child, like getting to the bottom, like did something happen, especially if it comes out of nowhere. I think if it's doesn't come out of nowhere, I hate to say it, but we got to look at ourselves a little bit. Um, I don't want to blame moms because we have enough mom guilt, but you do have to say, you know, am I doing something that she's role modeling? You know, is there something that I could start changing today that would help her tomorrow? Because you can't go back in the past, but you can start today doing different things. You know, do I need to stop talking about dieting? Do I need to stop calling myself fat? And the thing is, is we can think they don't know stuff. They know everything. So... Maybe you're not outright being like, oh, I look fat, but they see you looking in the mirror all day or weighing yourself or, you know, so I think it's looking at yourself. I think really chatting with them and seeing like, did something happen? Did somebody say something? And then from there, see what you need to do. Like sometimes you might have to go to therapy for a little, I'm a big fan of therapy um, and Same. really just, yeah. And like encourage them to really like start to fall in love the, with the things that make them unique. That's what we need to do too. That's beautiful actually. Yeah. Make them fall in love with what makes them unique. Mm -hmm. I spoke to uh, a like food expert um, a while ago as well. And she said that as a mother, if you're like, no, I, I won't have this pasta tonight because I'm feeling 
big or whatever. I'm not having dessert because uh, it'll go straight to my hips. Like if you say all of these things as a mom, you're really portraying that also on your daughter. And like you say, they notice all of that at whatever age. Like it's none so of important. that sh- needs to come out of our mouths around kids. If I'm yeah. around anyone and they say anything, I'm like, Mm-mm. like, nope, we don't talk about like that in our house. I don't think I've once said like, oh, I'm not going to have that because of my body. Maybe, maybe I'm like, oh, I want to feed my body. Like I really need a salad. I feel like I need to like feel like I just need some like healthy greens. But I think, yeah, all of that diet talk has to go away. That's the thing is we're so submerged in it. Like the media is almost like brainwashing us that we need to like rebrainwash ourselves in a different way because that those things fly. I was in a yoga class the other day and the yoga teacher was like, this was not the other day. It was like right before summer, but she's like, you know, it's not too long before summer. Make sure you do an extra sit up and like, and I'm just like, I'm in my yoga class. Like, I don't want to, I love when I'm in workout classes and they're like, talk about our bodies being strong and like what they can do for us because that's what we should focus on. (laughs) Yes, totally. Totally. You Um, know that from, did you say you did an Ironman? Yeah, I did a half Ironman. So yeah, I 100% have learned what my body is capable of doing over the past couple months. And I'm impressed. This made me feel really good. And also I think working out a lot has also made me worry less about the food part because that kind of evens each uh evens itself out i think also with the dieting and uh, the way you speak to children especially when it comes to food you also have to make sure that the aunties like in my case the babysitters the grandpa grandma Mm -hmm. that they all don't speak like that because otherwise they're still going to get that information via another channel, right? Yep, absolutely. I have a girlfriend that her her mom does it. So like the grandma. And mm. it's affecting it's affecting her daughter, you can see it. Um I think that we are so submerged in this diet culture too that we have stopped trusting ourselves. Like our bodies really know what they need. They're so smart. We don't need to like follow a diet. Like if you, if you eat from things that are like growing out of the earth, growing out trees, you know, you have some protein, you don't need to follow a diet. Your body will tell you exactly what it needs, but it's getting back in tune with it and stop listening to all this noise, you know, everybody telling you how to look, what you know how to be, how to eat, how to work out, how to sleep. Like, it's like, ah, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that I can be really mean to my own body. Uh, And I think for most people, you can probably recognize some things that you say that you've heard when you were younger, that people in your household would say to themselves, not even necessarily projecting it on the daughter. But I think for a lot of women, a lot of listeners, if they really think about how their moms spoke about their body and food when they were younger, it's probably very similar to how they now speak about food and their body. And we need to break that cycle. Absolutely. I mean, you really become your parents. I know a lot of us don't really (laughs) want to admit it. 
<laughs> I didn't want to, but like you do. So you gotta, you gotta be mindful of what you're putting out there and then also what you're taking in. So if you're an adult and you want to reparent yourself because you don't like the way you're talking to yourself, then you have to reparent that little inner child, you know? Uh, yeah, totally. And again, I'm not a parent, but I have a lot of children in my life. And I actually had a conversation about this. I'm so happy to be talking about this, as you could probably tell. I, um, I had a whole conversation with uh, my friends. They have a daughter. And they mention that they never really say that she's beautiful, but they focus on things on the inside. But they never really mm -hmm. compliment her ever on her appearance. And I explained like I did here as well. Like I got a lot of compliments as a teenager, as a model. So that's why I ended up being very um, secure. And we had this whole conversation like, should you, should you not? And then that evening, she told her daughter that she was beautiful, and the daughter didn't believe it. She was like, no. And she got really shy. Aww. And that was, she's four years old. And the mom was actually like, oh, but she is beautiful. Like, of course she's beautiful. They've just never really focused on that. So that was a really interesting conversation to have me like have two different views, and then her testing my view. And kind of be like, I do need to tell her more often that she's beautiful. We shouldn't yeah. just focus on the inside. I totally agree. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love that story. So Little four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. She's adorable. And she's yeah. beautiful in and out. <laughs> yep. Inside and out. I inside say that and out. Like I said, it's never too late to start it's never too late to learn and change your habits around this for yourself and for your children absolutely like we got to take the shame out of it too you know and the guilt and just if we want to see different things we have to be willing to do things a different way and try them um one thing i would love to touch on before we get to the final question is you just mentioned it earlier you wrote body love letters can you uh -huh. maybe this is a second assignment we give our listeners how do we do this so i like to do it a lot of times right when i wake up in the morning and my brain's still kind of in like a dreamy state and I just start writing like dear body and I really let it almost be like a stream of consciousness. And I'm just like, I usually start with, I love you or I'm sorry. And I mean, I have a bunch of these letters, but they're all different. Some are like, maybe I'm like pepping myself up for something. Maybe I haven't been really nice to myself and I just need to kind of say like, Oh, sorry. I haven't like been nice to you. Like I've been super almost like you're talking to a friend, you know, and then just keep writing until you feel you feel complete. I have a couple prompts that I'll give people sometimes like, you know, if you could talk to your seven year old self, or your 10 year old self, like, what would you tell her? Um, if you could see your self that you are now the woman you are now and you are super proud of her what would you tell her that's amazing i think that would be a great uh thing for people to do and yeah pick up as well totally gosh we should be nicer to our bodies and i am mm -hmm. saying this to myself especially like why are we so unkind i don't get it like i try to be so mindful of it but then also 
I can just be so not nice to myself. And my body can do so many things. It's like bizarre that. Your body (sighs) did an Iron Man. Like that's so cool. It is really cool. also like, yeah, we're just chasing like this perfect beauty ideal that's marketed to us all day long. It's like, we can't, we got to give ourselves some grace of, I think, educating ourselves where this comes from. Because I mean, it's thrown at our face all day long. It's like, it's like me sitting here being like, you need to be better. You need to be skinnier. You need to be better. You need, and then you like coming out and being like, I'm great. Like, it's not probably not going to happen if I just sat there and told you and fed you a bunch of stuff about how like, you could be a little bit smaller and you could have a little bit less wrinkles and you could do this and you should be a little curvier. And you know, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. I don't feel very good about myself. So I think it's yeah. being like educated and, and knowing that there's just like a lot around us telling us to be something we're not. And we yeah. are pretty awesome just the way we are, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Healthy bodies on top of that. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The final question at the end of every episode is if you could give the listeners one takeaway from this episode, what would it be? Hmm. I think, I think that it's never too late to start healing ourselves. Um, and I think that healing's like an ongoing journey. I think that people think like, need to fix myself. And then once I'm fixed, then I'm going to be happy and everything's going to be great. I think that the journey of life is this continual sort of like being mindful of ourselves and how can we feel a little bit better? And I think that's the journey of healing. I don't think you heal overnight. I think sometimes things take a really long time. And I think getting in tune with yourself, getting really in tune with your like body, mind and spirit and listening to you, like coming, come home to yourself. Cause you know, you know what you need and you know, what makes you feel the best. Um, and really trusting, starting to trust that intuition that you have in your, have within you that guides your way and gives you all the answers. Amazing. People can find you on Instagram and your website, Beyond Beauty Project, and you have your own podcast that people should definitely listen to. Yes. Where you speak to a lot of amazing guests. On your website, beyondbeautyproject.com, you also offer workshops and one-on-one coaching if people are interested, and all of that can be found on your website. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I thought this was such a fascinating conversation. Uh, even, I'm so glad. Even when it's not, even if I don't have a daughter, like right now, I still think this is such, an help, such a helpful episode to just kind of learn how to speak to any little girl in your life. And yes. also as a, like as an aunt, as a grandma, as a mother, I think anyone that plays a big part in a girl's life can learn a lot from this episode. So thank you. You're welcome. I It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It truly means the world having you here. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at 30 and a bit podcast. 
and leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. It really helps with growing. We will be back. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.